Welcome to the Mental Wellness Wake Up Show, the place to be to learn tips and tools from both psychology and spirituality that create lasting well-being. I'm your host, mental wellness expert, Dawn McMillan. Let's get to it. Hey, you gorgeous people. So if I sound a little different, it is because Spotify no longer allows you to record your podcast directly into Spotify and coming at you from GarageBand. Holla! So what I want to talk about today is emotional intelligence. And one thing that emotionally intelligent people do not do. But before I get into that, I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me by listening. Thank you for supporting me by sharing. Thank you for supporting me by subscribing. And if you have not yet left a five-star review, please go do so. It really helps us get the word out and grow our community. And the more people we have sharing knowledge and wisdom, the better, in my opinion. Okay. Emotionally intelligent people. Now, before I tell you the thing that they don't do, I want to do a little uh, fine print. One of the challenges I have is that I don't always know how I know the things that I know. Sometimes I just know. And in many circles, that's not acceptable. People do not believe you know something unless you can quote other people's authority to prove your own. Whether it's in academics where you're like, well, because I read this study by... Mulder and Scully that proved X, or I did this double-blind research on Y, then that's why I know this. That's why you should believe what I'm saying now. In spiritual circles, it's often, um, I read the ancient tablet of Galadriel, and this ancient wisdom is what I know, or I am channeling um, a non-corporeal being from the Andromeda galaxy, or any other number of things. What people seem to not be willing to accept is revelation, inspiration, intuition, and in my case, synthesis. I do a lot of synthesizing of all of the things that I consume that are worth remembering. So to the best of my ability, I do try to give attribution when I can remember it but I don't always. I'm often synthesizing bits of information from the thing I just read, from the thing I read six years ago, my own lived experience, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so with that fine print, I do remember the inspiration for this. I'm rereading 101 Essays That'll Change the Way You Think by Brianna Wiest, and it reminded me very much of the Alfred Adler thoughts and lessons that I remembered from reading, recently reading The Courage to be Disliked. And it's about emotional intelligence. So Brianna Wiest puts it in this way. She says, emotionally intelligent people do not try to elicit strong emotional responses from other people. Sit with that for a second, right? Emotionally intelligent do not try to elicit strong emotional responses from other people. Okay, I had a bit of a MIDI glitch in the middle there. I'll see if I can edit it out. Emotionally intelligent people do not try to elicit strong emotional responses from other people. Yeah, so how does that tie into 
the courage to be disliked. What we're really talking about is the addiction to approval and or slash attention. That's what both of these things are pointing at. And the addiction to approval and or attention leads to a certain amount of manipulation and inauthenticity. So let's break that down. Emotionally intelligent people do not try to elicit strong responses from other people. In Adlerian psychology, there's that triangle I think I told you about. And before allowing someone to launch into a story, the therapist might ask them what the story is about. On one side it says, poor me. On another side it says, that awful person. And on the third side it says, what to do next. Poor me and ain't it awful or that awful person are attempts to elicit an emotional response from the other person. Feel sorry for me. Validate my outrage. Feel something for me. Emotionally intelligent people do not try to elicit strong emotional responses from other people. I was talking to someone recently who was going on about an ain't it awful. Those people, those people do this thing and ain't it awful and the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Ah! The desire is to, emit, to elicit outrage from me. Commiseration, outrage from me. In my culture, in Black American culture, there's a certain call and response tradition. It comes from the church, right? So one person says something a certain kind of way, and the other person says something another kind of way. And what that can look like in actual church is, can the church say amen? Everybody goes, amen, right? In casual conversation, it can sound a little bit like this. One person will say something like, mm-hmm, and then the other person will respond like, mm, fill in words. And I've always resisted that, <laughs> much to the annoyance of other people and my social and the destruction of my social life, because I can feel the manipulation. We're not connecting on a level of here's what I genuinely want to express. Please respond in whatever way feels authentic to you. It is, I'm going to do this thing in this way in order to cause you to give me the response that I want for my own ego gratification. People do this in social media in a lot of ways. We will post pictures in order to get a response for everyone saying, oh my God, you're so beautiful, or I can't believe that happened to you, or um, those awful people. You can, in your own experience, think of this dynamic. I am going to say or do something in order to cause you to have a specific emotional response that I need. Emotionally intelligent people do not try to elicit strong emotional responses from other people. So that means I'm not going to say something to try to piss you off. I'm not going to say something, I'll piss you off in American vernaculars, make you angry. I am not going to try to say something to make you feel sorry for me. I'm not going to try to say something to make you give me a compliment. I am not going to try to say something to make you cry, feel sorry for me, feel guilty, feel, 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 feel. So what do you do instead? You express 
your inner thoughts or feelings or desires for the joy of making an offer of connection. So I say, I love the rain as an offer, as a bid for connection, not to try to make you say, oh my God, you're so enlightened that you love the rain when everyone else hates it. Terrible example. I'm trying to be careful not to, um, I don't know, judge or criticize or call people out in any specific type of way. But the difference is an emotionally intelligent person makes bids for connection that lie in the space between. An emotionally intelligent person isn't trying to reach into the other person and grab or take something from them. I'm not trying to reach into your space and make you give me something or take something from you or cause you to do something. I'm putting an offer for connection in the space between and then it's up to you to reach out into the space between and respond in the way that makes sense for you. The classic, the classic uh, rather gendered expression of this is, do these jeans make me look fat? And that's meant to elicit the response of, no, you look beautiful. And then if the other person, by the way, equating that fat and beautiful are opposites, we can talk about body shame a little later, but the idea being that I force you to give me a compliment to assuage my insecurity in that moment. Yeah? So I think the invitation for us to work with emotionally intelligent people do not try to elicit strong emotional responses from other people is to check in. Why am I about to say the thing that I am saying? What am I hoping to accomplish by saying the thing that I am saying? What am I hoping to accomplish by posting the thing that I'm posting? What am I hoping to accomplish by doing the thing that I'm doing? And if the answer is to try to make someone else feel something, question whether or not that's what you truly would like to be involved in. Emotionally intelligent people do not try to elicit a strong emotional response from other people. Is this an offer for connection? Is this a genuine self-expression? Is it an invitation to joy? Is it an invitation to an emotional experience versus a manipulation or an attempt at control? Or an effort to take an emotional response from someone else to feed something in me. I want you to be outraged because I'm outraged and misery loves company. I'm feeling insecure, so I want you to feed me with attention. Uh, what's another one? I'm feeling sad, so I want you to give me pity. So the the... the Temptation to beat ourselves up about this is, is present. Like I can kind of feel it. So what I'm not doing is asking you to shame yourself for any of the ways that you can acknowledge that you have done or do do that. No, 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 no. We don't do that around here. We're not in the business of shaming ourselves or other people. What we are in the business of is 
up-leveling our relationships and up-leveling our ways of being in the world. And so this is an opportunity to say, in what ways am I treating other people like tools or objects for my gratification? Because ultimately, if we are doing something in order to elicit an emotional response out of someone else, we are using them or attempting to control them. And if we are attempting to control them and still trying to use them, usually to, I don't know, get something that we want or think that we need. Okay, so the question is, before I say or do or post something, what am I trying to accomplish by doing it? What am I trying to accomplish by doing it? Um, I often, when someone says something that's really out of pocket, and they're like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. I'm like, you can go far if, if the, if for humor, right? Genuine humor, not being mean. All right, saying and doing silly things in order to create laughter, I think <laughs> that's the exception according, in the world according to Dawn. Trying to elicit joy from other people, I think, is, uh, is going to be the exception. Maybe not. So just the invitation really is, if I am saying or doing what I'm about to do in order to elitional, elitional, elicit an emotional response from the other per- person, why? What is it in me that thinks I need that from that other person? And if it's not delightful, if it's not joyful, it's, if it's not peaceful, if it's not real, if it's not authentic, if it's not whatever is in according with my values, what is another choice that I can make? What is another choice that I could make to connect with this person, to be in relationship with this person that is not about manipulating their emotions for some reason? Make sense? Emotionally intelligent people do not try to elicit strong emotional responses from other people. I guess the other invitation is in reverse, maybe noticing when someone else feels um, itchy to us or crunchy or um, slimy in some reason, check in to see if what you're noticing is their attempt to elicit an emotional response from you. And then with the most compassion you can muster, figure out what that is and see if there's some way to be of service to that person and their emotional need or their emotional um, vulnerability in a way that feels genuinely loving and kind both to you and to them. Because really, isn't, a, isn't it what we're about here? Kindness, compassion, uplifting ourselves and each other, making the world a little brighter, a little shinier, a place where more and more of us can feel at home inside our own bodies and on this planet. And you know why? Because you, beloved human, are whole, perfect, and complete exactly the way that you are. And you deserve to feel at home in your own body and on this planet and in this community. And you are worthy and deserving of all the goodies. And I do mean all of them, every last one of them. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Until next time.